Apple doesn't play well with others, Halo is delayed, and the Avengers beta is sex. It all coming up now on Making Fun. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode six now of Making Fun. My name is Casey Johnson. Alongside me, as always, it's my favorite bird, my lifelong friend at Raven Baby TV. Of course, I'm talking about Raven Stab Miller. Hey, 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 how you doing? You know, I'm doing well. We got hit hard with some news this week. Oh, yeah. And that's the funny thing is because it's not even a lot of news. All of the news is just very significant. One is definitely overshadowing the others, but yes, I definitely agree. Yeah, although I think there is a sleeper here that's potentially just like... A really, really big thing. But nevertheless, before we get to that, what games have been graced by your fingers this week? I went home for my brother's birthday over the weekend. Saw your brother a couple days ago. Oh, really? Yeah, he was in work. Which one? I think Jared. Yeah. Is it mass and stuff you can never tell? I mean, Jared. Jared's brown-haired and Brendan's blonde, so it's a little bit easier to tell. <laughs> okay, no, it's it him then. Like, after five minutes of just, like, every once in a while casually making a remark to me, he goes, you know I'm Raven's brother, right? And I'm like, yes, I recognize <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not stupid. It was Jared's birthday and my dad's birthday this past weekend, so I went down to go see them, go see their uh, the new house that my dad's in, whatever. The other brother, Brendan, goes, hey, I have one of your games here, and he hands me uh, my copy that I thought I had lost of Shadows of Mordor. Ooh, okay. I was like... Huh. And so I decided to start playing that because I it kind of scratched that itch of the Assassin's Creed, but it gave me that like fantasy itch I've also kind of been wanting. And I will say I, I have one gripe already. It may be fixed in an update that I just haven't gotten downloaded yet because it was telling me the update was going to be four hours. and I didn't want to sit there and wait for four hours for the update. Life. The camera controls in the overworld are inverted and it's driving me bonkers. And so it's really, really hard to actually navigate in the world right now. It's also a lot harder than I remember it being, but I'm here for it. Uh, I played a couple hours of that. I'll probably go back to that tonight. I also started playing Dragon Age Origins on my own. I play Shadow Mortar with Emily home, and then I play a game whenever she's not home just by myself. been playing through that, remembering how good the story is and bad the gameplay is, as is tradition for a lot of those uh, mid to late 2000s games. And then, of course, I've been playing Fall Guys. Just, just a lot of Fall Guys. God, it's so good. It's, it's so easy to just turn on my controller and just play around a Fall Guys. I actually have plans after we're done recording to go and play Fall Guys with some friends of mine just because it's so easy to just pick up and play. It's not like a huge commitment. It's wild too because it is the perfect mix to me because I've been playing some of it too. It's the perfect mix to me of casual but you can be very try hard at Fall Guys. Oh yeah. There are games that I already don't like. Like I don't like the fruit game or not fruit shoot. Fruit shoot's okay. I don't like the memorizing game. That game's really boring. I'm not the biggest fan of uh, Royal Rumble, the tail one at the end. Oh, yeah. I, I don't like team-based games for the most part. It kind of takes it out of it, but the tail one was kind of meh, but I think that was because we were playing it all the time. That was like, for a while there, it was the only one we were playing, but we got an update patch that fixed that. The tail one, I think, is fun for one specific reason, because when I have somebody over to my house, whether or not they're a gamer, I'm like, here, play this. It's Fall Guys. Yeah. <laughs> and whenever the tail one comes up, I look them straight in the eye and I say, this one's very simple. You have to grab that booty and make sure that nobody grabs your booty. And they're like, all right, got it. <laughs> And it's that easy. I have won a couple of times, uh, but my favorite is whenever I'm playing with some friends and we all make it to the final round. There's like six people and then like three of us are in the final round or whatever. Three of us in the same party. And one of us has the tail. We purposefully try to stop the two people that aren't on our team. Like we're grabbing them and preventing them from actually reaching the person who has it. Because a squad W is still a W. Also, shout out to the people who really love the ending levels of Fall Guys and don't realize that they are playing TNT Run, the Minecraft minigame. <laughs> What's your favorite mini game in Fall Guys? I have to I have to know. Um Well, I do I do like the the TNT run one because I like Minecraft, but for me, I would probably have to say, and I don't know if it has anything to do with the fact that it was the first one that I played, but like the obstacle course with the spinning platforms, to me, that one is perfect. And I wish there were more like it. Yeah. 
I can definitely see that. Also, shout out to the Fall Guys Twitter account. Oh, it's beautiful. I saw earlier in the week they were like, tell us what your least favorite mini game is. And then three hours later they were like, whew, okay, um, tell us your favorite now. <laughs> yeah. The Fall Guys Twitter is great. My favorite tweet so far has been, there are three wolves inside of you. The first one does not understand how seesaws work. The second one does not get how seesaws work. The third one also doesn't understand how seesaws work. <laughs> You're beginning to think that you don't understand how seesaws work. I, I will say that I do like that one a lot. I also like that they actually are adding that or have added by this point, added that as one of the final rounds. They've added that as like a winning mini game, but like a little bit harder, obviously. So that's cool. I tweeted about it the other day. Uh, my favorite is Slime Climb. I think it's because you can go from having a 50-person Slime Climb to like an eight-person final, like if nobody knows how to play Slime Climb. And then and then I lost in Slime Climb once, and I said, never mind, this game sucks. But that was a lie. Slime Climb is still a lot of fun. It's probably my favorite one. I can't. I just want to go play more Fall Guys. Can we cancel the episode this week? I just want to- <laughs> <laughs> so aside from Fall Guys, number one, first and foremost, stick around in this episode. I have been uh, playing the Avengers beta, and I have elected not to play another single second of the Avengers beta, but not for the reason that you think. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Other than that, rolled credits on Assassin's Creed Revelations. Ending gets me every time. Exactly. I remember when that came out and you and I like messaged each other. I think it was like I completed it like one day before you did. And I was like, oh, my God, this ending. And you're like, don't say anything. I'm like, (laughs) I'll I'll be with you through this. That sounds like something I'd say. That was the only thing I remembered from the first time I'd played it whenever I had recently replayed it, like I talked about last well, time. Well, okay, I, I remembered that, and then I remembered the city inside the cave. Other than that, I, I hadn't remembered a lot of it. I remembered it being the introduction of zip lines. But roll credits on that started up Assassin's Creed 3 Remastered. I'm probably like a fifth-ish of the way through it like I just got my assassin robes I I really enjoyed my time playing three again I really really enjoyed it I I didn't think it's nearly as bad as a lot of other people said it was there's one gripe I have with three and it's that I wish I could bring over the animal powers from the DLC into the base game because that would be so cool It would be so nice. Yeah, no, that's fair. But yeah, outside of that, I thought 3 was great. Also, I didn't realize that Assassin's Creed Rogue is considered a mainline entry in the series. Yes, it had that bad release at the same time as Black Flag, I believe. No, it was at the same time, I believe, as Unity. Because Unity only released on current-gen platforms, and Rogue was the consolation prize for 360 and PS3 users. Yeah, that's correct. So I'm excited to actually look through that and actually play it after Black Flag because the final mission of Rogue is the prologue of Unity. So it oh, leads really? right into it beautifully. So I need to I need to play through that. I ended up getting Black Flag on a sale a couple of weeks ago at this point. I got it for like seven bucks on PS4 and I was like, Oh hey, my god, money well spent, boy. I will gladly spend seven dollars on this game. I was playing um Shadow of Mordor and I was kinda like, Emily, do you are you into this at all? She's like, I don't really care and I'm like oh. I'm like, do you, would you do you want to see me play it? She's like, you've only played an hour. I have to see more. I was like, okay, okay. But I'm just sitting there and I'm like, I kind of just want to play Black Flag instead. <laughs> but like, I've gotten back into Shadow of Mordor. I one of my favorite parts about that game is the uh, orc like leadership entirety. I thought that was I always thought that was a really cool feature. Um, so I'm excited to actually kind of progress on that some more. Black Flag is next. Mark my words. Well, Raven, I don't want to mess any more time out. I am very excited to get into the particular news that we have this week including maybe some stuff that we don't anticipate going in a certain direction but it might I'm so I'm so excited Raven What's making news this week? All right. So first things first, we have a tweet from Rocksteady Studios and all it says is target locked hashtag DC fandom August 22nd hashtag suicide squad game. So we're getting a Suicide Squad game. I will say first time that you sent me this tweet, I could have sworn it was a movie trailer poster like it just it just looked like a superman movie poster i was very confused at first but i am excited to see kind of what they do i don't expect it to be like a full 30 minute like in-depth how the systems work and everything but i do expect like a cinematic trailer probably yeah which i'm i'm cool with anything 
And I I almost went on this rant before we started recording, but I'm like, you know what? No, we're recording. I'm saving it. I'm optimistic about how much we're going to get August 22nd at this reveal, mostly due to the fact that Rocksteady has done a whole lot of nothing since 2015, right? Like for years, it's been, what is the next Rocksteady game? What is the next Rocksteady game? Because Arkham Knight was it, dude. And then they went back in their bunker and started working again. I mean, like, this game could, and I'm not making this prediction by any stretch of the imagination, but this game could be a launch title for new-gen systems, and I wouldn't bat an eye. Because it's been so long since we've heard jack from them oh yeah no that definitely makes sense i could definitely see that coming to fruition personally though i would think it would go more along like uh maybe like summer 2021 try to fill that gap if it was a launch title they probably would have tried to hype it up by now i would imagine well not only that but like nobody in their right mind is trying to jump into this fall you know between watchdogs and valhalla and cyberpunk and avengers and cyberpunk and also cyberpunk like everybody knows what everybody's going to be playing this fall. So I I'm I'm just saying the development could be that far along and I wouldn't bat an eye. Yeah, for sure. But we won't know until the twenty second. And we will talk about that on a future episode probably. But next piece of news. I was editing last week's episode and I was sitting there and I was like I want to know more about kind of what's going on with Aeon Must Die because I said it looked really cool and I was really into the aesthetic, but I didn't know much about the game. Turns out that the game has been allegedly stolen by the publishers from the developers. And it's so, so sad. And it's like heart-wrenching to read it because it's basically that, oh man, I'm trying to see if I can't find like the general synopsis of it, but I cannot seem to find it right now uh, in this link that I have. But basically... The lead developer brought along a friend of his as a CFO, a chief financial officer. And he was the one who got helped them get publishing rights, I believe. And then he just basically sold everything and made them work extreme crunch. Just a bunch of just stuff. They have pages upon pages upon pages of allegations and testimonies. Uh, 17 folders of allegations from various people in Limestone Games' team. Yeah, it's a whole Dropbox, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's an entire Dropbox. There's a link to a YouTube video, which is a version of the trailer. The description says, This trailer was created with abuse, manipulation, and theft. Find out the truth about the development of this game here. Link to the Dropbox. People who have worked on every shot of this are no longer with the company holding IP rights. Some were not even paid for their work. This trailer has a pending conflict of IP. The real IP for this game was stolen from the creators via foul play. Final reaction of the publisher to this information remains unseen. It really sucks. I hope that Limestone Games gets back their rights from the publisher of this because this, like I said, this is this was one of those sleeper hits that I was really, really into, and I talked about it last week, but I will not be supporting it if it's not going to the right people, you know? And it's just, it's always really sad to just see stuff like this happen. Um, yeah, that's about it on that. A little bit of a sad note there. But for those that haven't been keeping up at all with Xbox and Microsoft, whoo! There's two big things about going on with Microsoft right now. One of them is a little bit more tangentially related to Apple, so we'll talk about that one first. Microsoft has, as we've talked about before, a streaming service called xCloud, where you can play any of your Xbox games or games for Microsoft Windows on your phone via their app. Apple has said no, and they're not publishing the app on the App Store. And that has been a major talking point. So so here is the main thing. Because of the App Store's guidelines in that the xCloud is not an individual game that you download, it is a streaming service, but they're still prohibiting it on the guidelines that each game must be downloaded directly by the from the App Store. So because they're streaming the games over xCloud, as opposed to downloading them directly onto their phone from the app store is why there's a big problem here. And besides the fact that Apple has, because, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about money. And they're like, how can we take our 30% tax of this? Do we try to tap into the Game Pass number? But the, the thing that gets me about this, because a lot of people, keep in mind, are going to be using xCloud with Game Pass. So that's not even direct monetization there. And the thing that gets me about this is that Netflix, not a problem. You know, Hulu, not a problem. And that's why Microsoft fires back at Apple. I know you were getting at that. And they said, hey, you don't play fair. You've never played fair. 
You're trash. Stop it. Exactly. No, it's definitely, it's unfun because xCloud is such a genius idea. Like, it's such a good idea to be able to do that and kind of bring together that entire Microsoft brand and keep people subscribed to Game Pass. I mean, I have an Android phone. I'll probably try hooking up my Xbox controller to my phone and seeing how Game Pass plays or like buying a tablet to sit on my couch, right? Being able to hook up xCloud to the television so that way I can play games off of Game Pass on the PC would be great. It's definitely very, very weird. Like... From a devil's advocate kind of view, I can see, you know, why they're following these policies because it is policy, right? Apple's whole thing is that all of their apps have to be downloaded from the app store. You can't really get any apps from anywhere else unless you've jailbroken your phone, right? And then we that's that's kind of a, probably another reason that we don't see Game Boy emulators or like old Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, those kind of emulators on iPhones. But we see them everywhere on Android phones is because iPhones are like, well, you can't really download the ROMs from the app store because that's illegal. That is distribution and we're not selling them. So you can't actually have it. From the people all the way at the bottom to... The people at the top who, you know, are influencers in the industry and they're like, guess this isn't an Apple household anymore because the next time that I need to upgrade my tablet, guess what? It's not going to be an iPad. The next time I need to upgrade my phone, guess what? It's not going to be an iPhone. And the thing is, originally Apple had the entire smartphone market. Now it sits at about 47%. Which is still almost the majority. Yeah, but that number's about to go down, I think, when it comes to hardcore gamers. And I'm looking actually at the the comments of this article right now, which is a scary place to be. (laughs) Sure. But somebody said, I agree with Microsoft on this. But Apple, if they say anything, will probably argue they're not a general purpose platform and instead compare themselves to the Xbox store. Somebody replied to them and said, I think the most poignant thing that you can say here. When you have 1.7 million apps on your platform, you don't get the pleasure nor the privilege of saying you're not a general purpose platform. Now, I know that we're taking a Microsoft tinted glance at this but it's also worth noting this is not just xcloud right it's the same thing is happening apple is not going to run google stadia and any other service like that if playstation now were to expand in a way like that they wouldn't be having that on their platform either microsoft is just the only one that's like all right we'll play yeah We'll, we'll bring you to bat, right? We'll, we'll call you out on it and bring more attention to kind of what's happening here. Now, Raven, mm-hmm. before we move on to our final news story, breaking news. Oh, okay. All right. I'm listening. This is from Todd Spangler at Variety.com. Apple pulls Fortnite from App Store over Epic Games, quote unquote, violating in-app payments rule. What? I will now directly read the article because I'm just reading this now, too. I just noticed it in my trending on the tweet that we were about to look at. That was fast. Apple, just hours after Epic Games announced a new direct payment option for Fortnite to bypass the Apple App Store $30 tax on in-app purchases has removed the game from its app store. In a statement, Apple said, Today, Epic Games took the unfortunate step of violating the App Store guidelines that are applied equally to every developer and designed to keep the store safe from our users. As a result, their Fortnite app has been removed from the store. Apple said that Epic had enabled a feature in its app which was not reviewed or approved by Apple, and they did so with the express intent of violating the App Store guidelines regarding in-app payments that apply to every developer who sells digital goods or services. In an update to the story, Epic Games has sued Apple over the removal of Fortnite from the App Store, alleging anti-competitive conduct. According to Epic, multiple apps have been cleared by Apple to use direct payments, including, again, we're not playing fair here, right? Amazon, Grubhub, Best Buy, Fandango, Uber, Lyft, and StubHub all use these direct payment systems. Earlier Thursday, the company announced a 20% discount to Fortnite players who purchased the game's virtual currency directly from Epic rather than Apple or Google. And that 20% is going straight to Apple, right? You're paying the same amount to Epic, but if you buy it in the game, you don't have to actually spend any money to Apple. Quite literally just not paying Apple their little fee. That is crazy. So now it is about to get interesting. Oh, wow. 
Here is a tweet from Tim Sweeney on the 6th, so like last week as of this recording, talking about it. And he goes, the principle they state, taken literally would rule out all cross-platform ecosystems and games with user-created modes. Not just xCloud Stadia and GeForce Now, but also Fortnite, Minecraft, and Roblox. And that was in response to... Apple taking down or Apple shooting down xCloud and Stadia from their app store. But this also brings up the good point. Like we've already seen Fortnite gone, right? What's keeping cross-play games like Minecraft and Roblox on there? You know, how long until we see those start kind of fighting back? My Minecraft, Roblox, PUBG. Here, here's the interesting wrinkle to it, though. Apple is technically the third largest video game dev in the world. So do they care? No. But will they care? Because when it comes down to it, hardware sales are their bottom line. But at the same time, they're back in the brink truck up daily just from Apple Arcade. So the question is how much of an onus, because there is a such thing as a bad publicity. And let me tell you what, if the gaming industry turns on you, that's not fun. Those are the people that you don't want to turn on you. So uh, just recap, Epic is, I'm going to say this one more time so that it'll sink in. Epic Games is suing Apple. <laughs> this is a very interesting story that I'm sure we will talk about many more times. Oh, yes. Might be a while because of how litigation practices work and all that, but as soon as we hear anything else about it, you better believe that we will be talking about it. Raven, you know what else is going to be a while? <sighs> okay. <laughs> So the biggest piece of news this week, which easily could have been its own topic for an entire episode, Halo Infinite has been delayed. I will read the tweet directly from Chris Lee, the studio head on Halo Infinite. It just says, Today I want to share an important Halo Infinite development update with the community. We have made the difficult decision to shift our release to 2021 to ensure the team has adequate time to deliver a Halo game experience that meets our vision. The decision to shift our release is the result of multiple factors that have contributed to development challenges, including the ongoing COVID-related impacts affecting us all this year. I want to acknowledge the hard work from our team at 343 Industries, who have remained committed to making a great game and finding solutions to development challenges. However, it is not sustainable for the well-being of our team or the overall success of the game to ship it this holiday. We know this will be disappointing to many of you, and we all share in that sentiment. The passion and support the community has shown over the years has been incredible and inspiring. We wanted nothing more than to play our game with the community this holiday. The extra time will let us finish the critical work necessary to deliver the most ambitious Halo game ever at the quality we know our fans expect. Thank you for your support and understanding. And just like that, the Xbox Series X lost its launch title, its exclusive launch title, which is still, like, this story came out days ago, and it still is so mind-boggling to me that this is happening. So, I want to start off, and especially with you having taken the classes and having the uh, expertise that you do, I have no problem speaking for you when I say this. I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and state, before we get into any of this, that I completely support their decision not to crunch for this. Oh yeah, for sure. This is a very, very good thing. If it's not going to be ready, either A, I would rather have a good game a few months from now than a bad game now or two i would not want you to kill yourselves in the effort of creating a good game for launch day like red dead for instance where it happened but people were working like 100 hour weeks i don't want that and that game still took seven years to come out even with those ridiculous work hours exactly so i fully support them and i recognize given the situation that they are in right now this is the correct decision however with that being said i have some thoughts on how we got to the situation we're in right now with all that i just said being said what are we doing boys oh my god you're sitting here and you're telling me 343 has had nothing to do for like the last six years five years other than make Halo Infinite a thing. 343 Industries was the first, I promise you, aside from people who are literal like Microsoft 
Xbox employees. You know who the first person to know the launch window for the Xbox Series X was? 343 Industries. And they said, get us Halo and get it to us at launch. They have had nothing to do for the last five years. Their one job has been make Halo hit launch. That's been their only job. And you're telling me you're so close to the finish line and you haven't managed your resources properly in order to hit this. This is not a small thing because the way that this was going to work, Raven, was everybody buys an Xbox Series S with Halo Infinite and then bundled in with that Xbox Series S is three months of Game Pass. And that three months of Game Pass gets people to subscribe to Game Pass in the future makes Microsoft their money back on the development costs and then that wins people over to the Xbox ecosystem. Now there's no killer app this November which by the way they low-key kind of confirmed that November was the we all knew it was we we knew it was November. There's no killer app now that's bringing people over to the Xbox ecosystem. I, I mean shoot Sony was already going to have better games. Sony was already going to have more games. I think it would have been close, but I think Sony was going to win this. Xbox just wrapped it up in a little bow, gave it a kiss, and sent it over to Sony. And, you know, I understand because if you think that this isn't partly due to the backlash on the lackluster graphics, then you're insane. Yeah, 100%. But I don't think that's all of it because you know recreating textures is something that you could crunch to do however with that being said when we see this again I bet it has updated graphics mark my words and it's at that point you know people say they couldn't have known that people weren't gonna like the graphics and stuff well that's why you don't wait until mid-July to show your game for the first time at that point that's on the marketing team because you waited until three four months before you your console was supposed to show out to even show us this thing and then you are backtracking now and you're saying oh we've got more stuff to work on well you would have been able to hit this date if you showed us gameplay at last year's e3 when everybody thought over a year ago we were going to get our first look at gameplay anyway so it cannot be overstated it would be very very difficult to overstate how big of a deal this is Mm -hmm. and man we are just living in it aren't we like i said already it's hard to wrap your head around it right at this point xbox doesn't have a big launch title like a first party launch title right the killer app let's say that's that's for the uninitiated that's the term the killer app is the game that makes people buy your hardware because of that game it's the console pusher and and now it's just like we don't I will say I am happy that they're pushing it back as Casey already mentioned earlier and I do know that in part this is because of those graphics I would be surprised I would be reminisced if it wasn't but another big part is that they are doing this Halo much differently than any other Halos in the past in that it's pseudo open world and they're probably having to go back and change how the development works and in addition people working from home is not something that game developers are usually used to so having to go back and having to change these things working from home is a lot harder than it would be if you were in an office space right yeah but like at this point there were obviously people in the industry who knew this was coming like I saw a tweet from Imran Khan who used to be at Game Informer and he he now does freelance work and he was like oh looks at watch yep be on Twitter in about 20 minutes and then he replied to the tweet and he was like oh you bet that was about Halo like obviously people knew that this was coming to a certain extent there were content creators out there who had videos ready to drop but like if I'm Phil Spencer, if I'm Major Nelson, God bless that man. I'm not happy (laughs) right now. I don't think anybody is happy about this, right? We're all happy that the game is going to be better, but we're not happy about the situation that's around it, right? We're not happy that we have to wait. Furthermore, I'm flying to Redmond, Washington. I'm walking into Bonnie Ross's office and hell's coming with me. Well, well, you're going to, you're going to have a strongly worded conversation over a Zoom call because, you know, you can't really fly right now and going into people's offices with other people is not... No, you know what? I I, I would because, honestly, screw poor people whoa, at this point. Whoa, whoa, we- <laughs> <laughs> whoa. Don't, don't say that. I'm a poor people. First name major, last name Nelson. Move over. <laughs> <laughs> no, but 
seriously, like, this is a mistake you cannot afford to make. And obviously there are extenuating circumstances here. And we all understand the extenuating circumstances. That being said, Ghost of Tsushima, one of the most ambitious games I've ever played in terms of scope and in terms of size. It is a big old game. It came out on time. You know, it's like we haven't gotten any delays. Uh, and I get it. Everybody's trying to react, but Valhalla is going to be on time, probably. Avengers is going to be on time. Even, you know, the sports games are full steam ahead. Like, there are so many games, the technological miracle that is Fall Guys. Bugs. Yeah, I mean, bug snacks. You, you think that little strawberry is going to give itself arms? No. Obviously, blaming COVID, and I understand that blaming COVID isn't blaming COVID because it's it's a legitimate reason. But with that being said, blaming COVID is a little bit shallow as far as the legs that that excuse has because everybody else is getting it done. And you are a studio that has the literal holy grail of Xbox. You in and of yourself as a first party studio are probably a multi-million dollar at least per year studio by itself and you haven't even released a game in a few years so like i understand what led us up to this point but that being said you are three four three industries you are developing halo you are the chosen one of the xbox ecosystem Ugh. Ain't it, man. You can't do it. And I hope that the game comes out. I plan to play it myself. I plan to support this development team. I'm still going to get an Xbox Series X at launch. It doesn't mean you have to be happy about it now. There is so much that was like writing on this. And now it's just PlayStation is blowing them out of the water like no contest. The question becomes, Raven, how do they sell Series Xs now? They can't. They have nothing at launch that is going to sell a Series X that would not already be on the PlayStation console. Literally, the only thing that you have is trying to sell it on Game Pass. And the thing about selling it on Game Pass alone is that to me and you, right, we are hardcore gamers. We are exactly the target audience. And if you came up and explained to me and you were like, do you want to buy my new console and I'm like what games are coming out at your new console and you're like well not any big ones but and then you explain the concept of game past me they're explaining it to me and I'm like how much is it a month oh and how many games are on it okay and where can I buy your console because it's and I've, I've said it so many times it's the best value in entertainment period it's a better it's a better value than Netflix better value than Disney plus Hulu Amazon Prime Video any of it. and on top of that like you already have players like me, like if the only thing selling it is the Game Pass, I'm not going to buy it because I already have Game Pass on PC. There is zero reason for me to buy a Series X now. Even if they started doing something as simple as staggered releases where it was exclusively, you couldn't play it on Game Pass for like a month, I would be incentivized to buy it. It would suck, but I'd be incentivized to buy it. But then there's this whole other thing where the people who are not hardcore gamers and explaining that to them is way different than explaining it to you or me. Working at a game store you know what the biggest thing that i've learned is what's that people do not have internet they just don't and you know when you're plugged into the tech world and you do play games online and you watch linus tech tips every day and you know all of this stuff you forget and i, I use this term lovingly because you can't make fun of rednecks unless you are one and i are one it's fine. But dear God, man, there's a lot of rednecks out there that don't have Wi-Fi. They come back in and they're like, this game won't download. And we're like, why? They're like, I don't know. Hooked it up to my hotspot and it just won't download. Well, that'd be your first problem. Yeah, exactly. And so you can't sell this machine to the general populace based on Game Pass. As great as Game Pass is. Because number one, getting grandma to understand it. But also, number two, finding people who can take advantage of it. There's less of them than you think. And so are you going to play the one 
that probably there's going to be a Spider-Man Miles Morales bundle? Or are you going to play the one that is going to have some stuff soon? Oh, and you better believe Corey Barlog replied to that tweet and he sent him a little heart and that was kind of him. But he's licking his lips. Oh, yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if that 10 million units that PlayStation was trying to have ready for launch, I wouldn't be surprised if it doubled. Well, keep in mind, too, is that the 10 million unit isn't just for just this holiday. It is for up until this coming March, I believe. So I would not be surprised if that's doubled and we see 20, even 25 million units by the end of May easily. Which are insane numbers, but more people game than ever. No, for sure. I know a couple who's living together and they're both buying a PlayStation 5 because they're going to play games together and they just need to do that now. That's the world that we live in. And I'm like, that's a lot of money, but also like I get it. Ah, man. That is the number one worldwide trending hashtag right now is hashtag free Fortnite. Is it really? Number one in the United States is free Fortnite. Number two is Apple. Number seven is App Store. Number eight is Epic Games. Oh, man. Yeah, that was the Xbox thing. And Casey, I'm going to throw you a curveball. Some more breaking news here. Oh, good. Ten hours ago, and this is this is more of a rumor-based thing, looks like Sega may have accidentally leaked the release day for the Xbox Series X. Oh? On the Microsoft Store page, we see Yakuza Like a Dragon. We see that it's pre-order date. It says it'll be available on November 13th. Which is, all? this is all pure speculation, right? But that is the most concrete window as of now. Oh, it's a, it's a Tuesday. No, it isn't. Thir- 13th is a Friday. I was on the wrong month. <laughs> Which the Friday for the console makes more sense. Because you want to release those consoles so that way when people get off work, they rush to the store and go and try to buy one. Now, with that being said, two days ago, Heather Wald at GamesRadar, Xbox Series X controller box leak points to November 6th release day. Yes, and that is brought up here and that it's like maybe it says do not sell or display. So they may just put them up sooner. Hey, I'll be happy if it comes on the 6th as opposed to the 13th. But we also could that this also could just be that Yakuza Like a Dragon is coming out on the 13th but that is the latest that we might be seeing the Series X. We might be seeing it the 6th. I'm not sure, but I figured I figured that was like worth bringing up really quickly. Yeah, no, and I, I will say too, here's a question. If you are Microsoft, what's your next move here? You y- your kids like Game Pass? <laughs> <laughs> That's really your next move. What is your next marketing move? What is your next PR stunt? What is your next thing that you try to do to make everything surrounding your console? Because here... Here's where I'm at with it. I think that rumored mid-August Xbox conference, it's got to happen and you need a date and price. That's the only thing you can do. You got to you just got to throw it down. You got to you got to say, "Hey, if you have an Xbox account, if you buy a Series X, each one will come with, you know, however many months of Game Pass for free. No commitment. You just redeem that code and it's there." Or you boot up your Xbox Series X and you link it to your Xbox Series X. And then upon linking it, your Xbox account to that or creating a new Xbox account, it goes, congratulations, here is four months of free or six months of free Xbox Game Pass. That is really, you have to be doing something to push that console because at this point, there is no money-making app. There is no console pusher other than like the idea that eventually you're going to be able to play Halo Infinite and eventually, eventually you're going to be able to play Fable right the biggest thing that xbox series has x has going for it right now is that it is backwards compatible with the xbox one but you're not going to buy it on that reason if you're not already an established xbox owner exactly and like because for the last five months we've been saying dear god this game of chicken that they are playing just what they're waiting for the other one to mess up has been so stupid and we we've been talking about it but guess what ding ding winner winner chicken dinner with the date that i just said complete disclosure we are exactly three months away from that right we are exactly three months away from the 13th at this point and we do not know price or exact day like we haven't gotten official confirmation for that but you know what playstation just won that game of chicken didn't they yeah no for sure because they waited until microsoft fell flat on their face now microsoft has to come with a date and they have to come with a price they have to do it soon and they have to do it for pr reasons 
Period. They have to go lower than what PlayStation can. They have to know. They're going to have to push down the price a little bit more, or they're going to have to do an insane bundle deal right up front. There's just no way around it. And what is that bundle deal? There isn't one. And now there are probably consoles that are going to be, that were going to be made for Halo Infinite that are going to be tie-in launch titles or launch consoles that are just not being developed now, or they've been developed and they're just going to sit there until the game comes out in 2021. So then that means there's going to be a stock problem. Right. There's not going to be as many, and there's going to be the people that are waiting for those consoles, those exact ones. They're going to go, okay, well, since I can't get my Halo Infinite console, looks like I'm just not going to buy an Xbox Series X until I can get the Halo edition, right? I mean, I talked about my friend last week who's probably not going to get a PS5 until they release, if they don't release a Miles Morales edition. Like, I'm sure he will, but he's said it, he's threatened it, he's not going to get one until they release that exact console version. (sighs) And so then you make a good point because their only option is to go lower than PlayStation possibly can because if they come out Again, just throwing out numbers. If they come in at four ninety nine, right? If you think that PlayStation, if Shuhei Yoshida in his golden tower isn't like, yo, we can do four fifty, right? You bet we can do four fifty. Let's go four forty nine for the physical disc version, three ninety nine for the discless version, or even three fifty nine, forty nine. I don't know how much how much of a discount it would be. I, I would be, I would imagine about a hundred. I'd be, it'd be nice if it was like, I imagine about fifty. It'd be nice if it was a hundred. They have to come out and be like Xbox Series. X due to Halo getting pushed back 399. But Matt, I I tell you what, you know what the thing I'm I'm most excited for is next episode. What's that? There's a pretty good chance that by next episode, we're going to know more about at least more news on this supposed mid-August Xbox conference. Because this time next week, it is no longer mid-August. It is late August, right? So we we have to know something by next week. Oh, it's going to be tasty. But that is it for the news. And oh boy, what news it was. Oh my goodness. Oh, I just shake my head. Well, we're going to move on to what is kind of the main topic, but it won't last nearly as long as what just happened. (laughs) We're going to... To do another round of making decisions here. And Raven, I know that you happen to be on the fence about Avengers. I've played the beta. Okay. And I would really, really like to answer any questions you might have. Well, the first question I have for you, for the people who didn't catch the last episode, could you catch us up on what the main setting is for the beta? So the beta begins with the Golden Gate Bridge scene that we've seen time and time again. And then you progress forward in the story. Kamala Khan, who becomes Miss Marvel, has recruited Bruce Banner and they are going to try to get the band back together. If you've ever seen the movie Country Bears, it's, you know, a spunky little kid trying to get the greatest group of all time back together and having to fight to make that happen along the way. So first place that you go is to this place, which is the last known site of... Jarvis. Like, there's even a moment when you're walking up to it, and Kamala's like, okay, uh, what does it look like? And Bruce Banner's like, an outdated hard drive from 1998. And she goes, okay, what does a hard drive from 1998 look like? (laughs) But no, so obviously you find Jarvis, but there's bad guys along the way. What? No way! There's a boss fight with Abomination, which is really fun. And then the next place that you go, uh, you're trying to find something to make Jarvis work better. It's like, it's like a neural uplink or something like that. You need to go find a, a what's it and put it in Jarvis, Jarvis's who's you what's it. Yeah. And so the entire idea is basically you're getting the band back together. From there, it's stock music. You were successful in your attempt to blah, blah, blah. And you have some new people that you can uh play as if you uh want so um here um the um iron man and black widow here you go and then from there you do like drop zone missions and different stuff which are the different types of missions that are going to be happening during the game and they're all like they're attacking this village full of people and you need to stop them from doing that and then there are war zones which are kind of more along the lines of waves Uh, I did play the harm room as well which harm room is basically 
training. And I don't know a lot about the different stuff in the beta after that because I stopped playing it by choice. Yeah. So next question is twofold then. About how long do you think you spent on the beta or the exact time if you have that handy? And why did you stop playing? Um, I spent about six hours. I spent about six hours-ish playing the beta, and I stopped playing because, gosh darn it, I'm sold. That's all you needed? It really is. It, you know, I got in there, I played a lot with Kamala, I, I tried out Iron Man, which, sweet God, if I can figure out how to play Iron Man, oh my God. The first mission, when you're, it's kind of more on rails, and... Iron Man doesn't feel very good. You get in the harm room and and Jarvis is like, I have a treat for you, Kamala. And she's like, oh, he's like, go to the harm room. So you go to the harm room and the harm room makes you Iron Man. You train as Iron Man. And she's like, oh my God. God, I'm Iron Man. <laughs> so you do that. I, I I played that several times. You fly around the environment and you pew, 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 and then you go down to the ground and you boom, boom, boom. It's great. But your progress isn't going to transfer over. Oh, okay. Because it's not like a little chunk of the game, right? Like you're jumping around a lot. You spent six hours playing right so there's no way that can transfer over very easily right but i mean in like betas for stuff like destiny or whatever sometimes you're like character and your leveling will transfer over or whatever because it's the first six missions of the game and these first six missions of the game are what you play and that's the beta this one jumps around a lot so that's why it doesn't transfer over because there's probably a good 15 16 hours worth of stuff in there it's a meaty beta i'm, I'm so used to like betas having the idea that they're demos as opposed to betas and just having a lot less content in it but this sounds like its own full like length miniature game and if they're putting like yeah you can play 15 hours in the beta how much are they putting in the actual game like how much content is there just going to be well that kind of brings me to an interesting point because this is a hundred percent the game that i'm going to keep going back to and this is not a sports game but stay with me here this is the game that i'm going to go back to all year in the same way that i go back to sports games all year right where like every week i go in and i play my sports games for a bit just to chill out or whatever and see what's going on see what content is there and blah 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 that is the way that i'm going to be with this game where like for instance assassin's creed valhalla comes out that dominates my life but i play that for three or four days and then i play avengers for a couple days and then i go back to valhalla that's going to be the type of game this is because it is going to get i can already tell it's going to get a little samey in the way that any of these games would but i think the gameplay which i know you're going to have probably a lot of questions about gameplay so i'll i'll save that but uh, the gameplay is most certainly enough to where I can get a couple good days out of this a week probably and still feel good about myself. But I will say when it comes out, don't message me for a couple of weeks probably. <laughs> it will dominate my life. I'm going to have, I'll have to call you like two days in advance. Just be like, hey, we're still recording, right? And be like, uh-huh. And I just hear like Iron Man just pew pew, pew pew in the back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not even going to stop playing to record. I'm going to record while I play. Yeah, I'll run a 50 foot XLR cord to my living room <laughs> that won't have any sort of uh, audio loss at all and you don't need to hear me either you, you can just kind of chime in and go yeah raven that sounds great every once in a while i'll be fine i, I can get a 50 foot ox cord as well yeah but that wouldn't be as funny <laughs> <laughs> i mean to be honest i just I, I love the idea of just you sitting on the couch with your microphone just every once in a while not hearing what i'm saying but going yeah that sounds great son of a bitch like dying or whatever let's see what else do i want to poke your brain about another question that i have is with an action rpg like that you're you're gonna have one of two problems either one is that the control you're not gonna have a lot of skills that make each character feel very unique and it's all going to be dependent on how you build those skills or two your controls are going to be extremely convoluted and it's going to take a lot of adjustment to get used to did you encounter one of one over the other of those that it feel like the controls were perfect compared to like how many skills you had kind of tell me about that yeah no so i think that when when we're talking about the control scheme uh, the number one thing that i can say is you know ultimate alliance now this is going to sound like an insult when i say this but it, i promise it's a compliment this is triple a ultimate alliance in the best way the, the number one thing that i've heard from people is i wanted spider-man and this is not spider-man and i kind of don't even know what they mean by 
by that because having played it, it's like every other video game with combat that I've ever played in my life. Every character has a light attack, a heavy attack, a ranged attack. There are skill trees where you can unlock new attacks. You know, there's a there's a dodge, there's all of this. In that respect, everything does kind of feel the same. Where you're like, you know, light attack, heavy attack. But again, also, and I can't stress this enough, this is how I've always experienced video games working. So I don't really know how to provide anything other than, well, yeah, this is about right. With that being said, they I have experienced moments where they turn that light attack, heavy attack into something beautiful. I mean, everybody knows the formula. Light attack, heavy attack, two mega attacks that take a while to charge up on the left and right bumper, and then a super that is both of them. L2 to aim, R2 to ranged attack. Let's look at the ranged attack here, right? Black Widow's ranged attack is her guns, obviously. Hulk's ranged attack is picking up a piece of the earth and throwing it. Thor's ranged attack is throwing Mjolnir. Iron Man's ranged attack is his pulsers. Captain America's is throwing his shield. Uh, Kamala's ranged attack is just like a super long punch. Kind of like you're playing arms for the Nintendo Switch. Just Exactly. Um, which is the only time I will ever hear that game compared to this game. <laughs> All of those are the same thing, but you feel like you're doing different things to me. Then like every character has sprint, but if you're Iron Man, then the L3 for sprint is toggling flying on and off. And Everybody has their own, like, rage attack or whatever, where there's a little meter at the top and then you get focused for a while or whatever it is. So my answer is a beautiful blend of both. You're doing the same thing, but it still feels impactful. It still feels good. And it still feels different. And there are a couple of things that I noticed here and there. I don't remember them offhand where it felt like, oh, this is really specific to this character and there's no equivalent for it for other characters. It's just, I guess it's all in how you look at it because the people I've seen are disappointed are like this combat is terrible I'm like this combat is every superhero game I've ever played so I don't know so in that vein it's kind of samey but you know it's still cool to run around as Iron Man and blast people or throw shields and throw Mjolnir right but it's it's samey in the way too of like unless you're playing with a mouse and keyboard and every button on the keyboard does something different in the game like this is how it's always going to be there's only so many things that you can can do with the approximately 13 14 buttons that you have to choose from so like what are you doing honestly i mean you did a really good job of explaining the game to me thank you in just those couple of things right because like I only had a few questions because I kind of knew everything else just from where we've talked about it before. At this point, I don't really have any further questions. Is there anything that you felt like I didn't ask you about that you wanted to talk on or did you think you got everything covered that you wanted to talk about? The The biggest the biggest question that you didn't ask is, is Avengers sex? The answer is yes. Avengers is sex, dude. I don't know if you know this about me, but I don't have much self-control. And it takes a lot for me to be like, you know what? I'm going to wait on this. It takes a whole lot for me to yeah. say that. It's going to be like a fine wine for you. You know it's going to be there and you know it's going to be good if you play it now, but it's going to be even better if you wait to play it later. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's the best thing I can say about it is that it is so good that I decided to wait for the real thing. It's like being a virgin and being kind of tipsy and your girl being kind of tipsy and you have a chance and you're like, no, let's wait for when it's right. It's the same thing with this because Avengers is sex. Ladies and gentlemen, that will do it for this episode. <laughs> it's such a weird comparison, but I suppose it works. Conveys how you feel. Uh, it it really is. Raven, any parting thoughts on this episode? God knows we've covered a lot of ground. Yeah, uh, my parting thought is that buckle in for next week. I'm sure that things are only going to get crazier from here. And we want you here for it every step of the way. Remember to follow us always on Instagram and Twitter at Making Fun Pod. My name is Casey Johnson. Thank you so much so much for listening subscribe download every episode and all of that crap that everybody tries to shove down your throats every moment of every day thank you i can't say that enough thank you so much for listening thank you so much for interacting we genuinely love bringing this to you every week for raven my name is casey johnson and until next week go out and brighten someone's day